Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, January the 12th, 2022, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we're reading from the big book, and we are in the chapter of Vision for You on page 158. We'll be reading and commenting on the fifth paragraph that begins, So you see, there were three alcoholics. Today's readers, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Nancy T., the 12 traditions, Deb M., readers of the text are Jean S., Devorah S., our newcomer greeter is Alana P., and our second hour host is Leah S. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, January the 11th, 2022, For the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 18,387. That's 18387. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 18,388. That's 18388. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Nancy T to please read the 12 steps. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Nancy T, recovered compulsive overeater in Lewiston, Idaho. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searchingly and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sat through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
Thank you for allowing me to be of service, and I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy T. And I'll now ask Deb M. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Deborah M. from Baltimore, Maryland, a recovering compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OE unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are by trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsively overeating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group might never endorse ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Deborah M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 158 in the chapter, A Vision for You. We'll be reading the fifth paragraph that begins, So You See There Were Three Alcoholics. And I'll now ask Jean S. to please begin our reading. Good morning. This is Jean S. from Utah, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. So you see, there were three alcoholics in that town who now felt they had to give to others 
what they had found or be sunk. After several failures to find others, a fourth turned up. He came through an acquaintance who had heard the good news. He proved to be a devil-may-care young fellow whose parents could not make out whether he wanted to stop drinking or not. They were deeply religious people, much shocked by their son's refusal to have anything to do with the church. He suffered horribly from his sprees, but it seemed as if nothing could be done for him. He consented, however, to go to the hospital where he occupied the very room recently vacated by the lawyer. And, um, you know, my my religious um, situation was I, I was raised in a religious tradition. Um, in my 20s, I changed to another religious tradition, and then I left that for quite a while uh, to the shock of my children. <laughs> and, um, and, and it really wasn't compulsive overeating that um, brought me back to God. It, it was a trip to the mental hospital um, actually, three of them in the course of one month. And um, after that um, hard time, and it wasn't food-related, I did decide humbly to to look again, even my, my mother. So here we go, you know, the parents. Why don't you go back to your old tradition, which I did. And, and, and that this has been good ever since. But I must tell you that in as a compulsive overeater, I didn't uh, look to God as often as I've been directed in the big book or through this program. And, and so I'm really, really grateful for the reminders often, always to, to take the pause to look to God in all things. And I, and it's, and it works <laughs> when I do it. And so, so I'm grateful, grateful, grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jean S. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you've shared on any of the vision meetings on Monday or Tuesday, if you'll hold back and let others share. And who would like to share what was read this morning? Lauren A. Tina S. Lauren. Maria S. Tina, Maria. Fran C. Did I say Fran? Hang on. Fran. Yeah, Fran, Fran. Z. Okay. Thank you. Okay, I got Barbara. So I have, and you'll have to give me the first initial of your last name. Lauren, Tina, Marie, Fran, Barbara. Was there somebody I missed? Do L. Kathy C. Do L and Kathy C. We will stop right there. Okay. Um, so Lauren, you're up, followed by Tina F. Good morning. This is Lauren A. in northern Minnesota. Um, thank you for hearing my name this morning. <laughs> this this was a real good um, paragraph for me to to read this morning. I read it before the meeting started, and I thought about about what's going on here. And to me, it's the hand of God telling these guys to come out there and, and find somebody else and to keep this... Uh, get this fellowship started and then keep it going. It's very, very unselfish of them, which um, I certainly was not unselfish when I was in, in my different addictions. So I'm, I'm really grateful to them for that. And 
I've always said that um, if somebody needs proof of God, it's that that AA got started, and so many people were um, were recovered from alcoholism and nothing else had ever worked and nothing else has. People have tried different things and the thing that works is connecting with God and giving it to God and realizing that we can't do it for ourselves. And of course, it's grown into OA and all the other A's. So I'm grateful this morning. Thank you. I pass. Jesus, star one, please. Can we have the next person then, please, Tina? Hi, I'm Tina, compuls- uh, Tina S., recovered compulsive reader, uh, anorexic in Florida. Wow, you know, I really read this paragraph differently this time. And, uh, you know, that's the good news about rereading over and over the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and having a transformation. So, you know, I change and then I see what I really need to see. And, and what I see here and which I can really relate to is it says that they had to. They felt that they had to give to others what they had found or be sunk. And you know, and I just get that sinking feeling when I think about when I first came to Overeaters Anonymous because that's not what I did. I came here. I got the diet. Thank you very much. I got the weight I wanted, and I was good to go. And I didn't, you know, uh, work these steps or or give this thing away. You know, and when I came back in, I was really willing to do what everybody told me to do. You know, and that was that once I had this spiritual awakening, if I did not give it away, I would not keep it. You know, and so I and I try to do that today. But what what I really liked about this, which I didn't catch before, was it talks about you know the religious experience of the guy who you know couldn't get it through religion, but you know did get it through you know the the alcohol uh, the alcoholic who shared his experience, strength, and hope. And that's my experience. You know, I was raised in a religion. You know, and whether it was my interpretation or whatever, you know, I just, um, you know, I, I chose not to, to uh, follow that tradition. You know, and I choose that today. And what I like when I, when I hear in the rooms is, you know, OA brought me to God and then God brought me, to, oh, I'm sorry, God brought me to OA, then OA brought me to God. And that's been my experience, you know, and not that I have any judgment on you know, I, I, when I think about my religion, I, I really have this tenderness in my heart. I just don't believe a lot of what they, what they teach, and that's my, my prerogative. And so today what I do know is that I have a God of my understanding that does for me what I cannot do for myself but won't do for me what I can. You know, and he puts people in, in my life, which I like to call them, you know, um, God with skin, to, to really share with me and to teach me and to let me know that one day at a time, no matter what, you know, if I don't pick up the food, I do the best that I can. I invite God into my life. I help somebody else. You know, I can do this thing one day at a time, you know, and I can be free from this food obsession, which I have been. You know, I've been placed in a position of neutrality, and only because I worked steps, you know. And so this was a great paragraph, and I just love to, you know, reemphasize over and over. If we don't give this thing away, we cannot keep it. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Tina F. And Maria, if you'll give me the first initial of your last name, you're up, followed by Fran D. Hey, Lisa, it's Maria F. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm from County Dublin in Ireland. I'm great to be on the line today, and thanks for your service, Lisa. Um, yeah, great paragraph, and it speaks to me on Step 12. Um, you know, they're carrying the message, and they're carrying it to Ernie Galbraith, and he's the fourth, he's the fourth um alcoholic that they find and they're they're about to grow the the fellowship and the only reason I know his story and 
the only reason I know that is because um, the Scots Tale, I, I go to that and there's, there's, I love the history, the history behind the paragraphs and, um, and, and Ernie's married to Dr. Bob's daughter, you know, and, uh, and he's a chronic, he's a chronic alcoholic and he cannot stop drinking. And uh, the part where he says, um, he talks about being sunk. Uh, and and I looked it up in the dictionary before I came on the line because that word sunk just stuck with me and it says it describes the dictionary as depressed in spirit, done for and ruined. So that's the place where alcohol brought him and and Doctor Bob and and Bill and and Bill Dotson. He takes up Bill Dotson's bed in the in the hospital. He fills that bed. He's the fourth alcoholic and and they carry a message to him and his parents can't get through to him at religion. You know they can't get through to this man and and yet when when two uh, or when three come to him where the problem has been solved, they carry a message of hope uh, to him. You know, they've recovered um, and they tell him what he has to do. He has to hand his life over to a power greater than himself. And he does it then. He takes that up and, and he does that. Um, and, and like him, you know, I was brought up uh, an Irish Catholic and had religion. And that was not enough for me. That did not stop me eating and went to Mass on Sunday, did all of that. But, you know, um, yeah, it, it, it didn't solve my problem because I have a physical allergy, mental obsession, I have a problem in my mind, you know. And, um, yeah, you know, it is it is a problem of my mind. And I can't, I can't, I can't think myself into recovery, you know. I have to live myself into recovery. And that's through the actions of the steps. And I needed a way and I needed the 12 steps for that. Um, just like him, just like him. That's what he found. He found, you know, that when he leaned into where the problem had been solved and, and when they extended the hand of fellowship to him and they began the growth of this fellowship, thank you, God, that they did that and, and the reason that we're here today. So I leave it there. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Maria F. And Fran D., you're up, followed by Barbara E. Good morning, everybody. My name is <clears throat> Fran V. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New Jersey and so grateful for everybody's service and for this God-given program um, and, and for this passage in this book and every passage in this book that if I'm not going to help others, I'm going to be sunk, drown. I'm going to drown. And uh, so thank God for these three that just um, their one goal was just to get closer to God and to help others. Um, and I'm grateful that I help others because I have to, but also because I want to. I really have a desire to um, help another compulsive overeater. My religious convictions did nothing for me in the disease of compulsive overeating. Um, I had a God, um, but only working with another recovered compulsive overeater and accepting that I have an allergy to certain foods was I going to be able to let God in and have a relationship with God? Um, so this is just mind-boggling for me. I'm still in awe of this gift of abstinence and this ability and desire to help others. And there are going to be failures and there are going to be successes. And I'm just not in the results business. I'm just here to, to pass it on. And, you know, the book does the work. The book does the work. I'm just the guide, and I pray every day for God to give me the right words to help others. And um, every morning in my prayer and meditation to do his will and not mine. So thank you all for your service. Thank you for letting me share with that. I pass. Fran, 
is your la- tell me your last initial again. Is it Z as in zebra or D as in David? A v like in Victor. Oh, v, I've totally got it wrong. V as in Victor. Fran V. Thank you so much. And Barbara E, you're up, followed by Do L. Good morning, everyone. It is Barbara E in New Jersey. Well, when I walked into OA, I was bent and broken. I never shared with anyone when they asked how I was. I said I was fine. For me, that meant fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. But I wasn't going to tell you that. But I was told I had to be patient and loving of myself. And truly are there no foods, no reasons that will make things better. Life will continue to be turbulent for me. But I have to go through it together. And Yoda, you may remember him, said, there's no try. It's do or die. So every day I go to my spiritual gym many times during the day. And I pray and meditate and express my gratitude for being able and wanting to feel the love, the fellowship, and the service and giving back what has been so freely given to me. With God pressing on my shoulders, I can be abstinent, and tomorrow will be another opportunity to live the promises imperfectly but willingly. Our recovery is as different as our footprint, fingerprints. I can be absent, abstinent, but as my defects go, I'm a work in progress. And perfectionism is overrated. It's willingness that is the cornerstone of our program. And working with others gives me rewards I never could have imagined or even aspired to. I was only interested in one thing, me, and how could I get you to do what I wanted or what you thought of me? I have changed, and not all days are diamonds. Some are just stones weighing me down, but getting off my pity pot and calling another member, and with my special higher power that I've identified, walking by my side, my today is so much better than I ever could have dreamed of. There are meetings today, and I am so many different kinds, and I feel I am truly blessed. So right now I can say just work the program. If you're struggling, if you're having trouble, if, you're, um, if your ego is asserting itself, give your time value. We are not junk. God made us as we are and loves us as we are. But he can, he, we can be better one day at a time. Thank you. There's my timer. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. And Do L, you're up, followed by Kathy C. Good morning, everyone. It's Do Recover Compulsive Overeater from New York. Um, I really love this. It says they were religious people, but much shocked their son's refusal to have anything to do with the church, and he suffered terribly from his greed. And, you know, what comes to mind, this is not into religion. This is into relationship. 
And the good news that Dr. Bob had was that he was a religious man. He was someone who knew God, um, but couldn't get out of his alcoholism. And so he had to accept what this program had to offer. Um, and, and so that's, that's what we have to offer, right? A way out, a way into a relationship with your higher power. Um, you know, I'm going to a funeral uh, on Friday because someone that I was working with could not accept this way of life. And even though this person knew God, had a relationship, uh, knew about God, I, I shouldn't say had a relationship with God, knew about God but didn't have the relationship that this book offers. Um, and, and so this person died and, um, you know, a horrible death. I'm working with someone else that has body rot. And if she's not careful um, and she doesn't accept what we have to offer, she's on her way out too, because she's having liver shut down, other body organ shut down. And, um, and it's, it's, it's horrible. You know, it's horrible to think that the answer is here and it's so easy, you know, because it gives you 12 steps to get this relationship with your higher power. And yet people can't seem to get it because they're so addicted. Um, but the people that really seek this out can get this, they can attain this. Um, it has been proven. It says, you know, three people got it, right? Like they're going to the fourth person now, you know, like, you know, uh, Bill W got it. Uh, Dr. Bob got it. Um, they, you know, now they're going to a third alcoholic that really seems to want this, that has hit their bottom. And they're saying, Hey, you know what? I'm out of solutions. I'm out of, out of options. Give me something that I can, that I can take in. And they're saying, we have the good news because we were able to recover. We know the way out. We know how to do this. And we're going to give you this, right? And, um, and it's a matter of people wanting to respond. It's a matter of people wanting to get this. Um, how, how willing are you, are you to get this? What are you willing to do to go to any length to get this? That's the question. How free do you want to be? Because if you want to be halfway free, it's not going to work. It's going to leave you six feet under. I know I'm going through it right now with some people. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Duell. And Kathy C., you're up. Good morning, everybody. My name is Kathy C. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. Thank you, everyone, for your service and your shares. Um, the word that you know, stood out to me this morning is that they now felt, right? So what was I feeling before? Well, before I was feeling a sense of uselessness, right? I, I was self-centered. I was self-absorbed with my own feelings, my own emotions, my compulsive eating, suffering, you know, couldn't feel of any use or purpose in my life, right? And then having done the work here, you know, it says the promises, it says like by working the steps, right? I get the psychic change. Now I'm in a consciousness of a higher power. I'm no longer asleep to my life. I have awakened by doing the steps. So why, this, why am I thinking differently? Why am I feeling differently? Because I come to rely on this higher power every day. I ask in prayer and meditation. 
God, what is my invitation to my life today? Right? So I bring to God whatever stuff I have on my mind or on my heart. And then I, and then I become inspired. I listen for direction because I ask for inspiration. I ask for knowledge of his will for me and the power to carry that out. So there's action there. Right? And this is why now I feel like, you know, I really need to do this, but more, right? I came from, from, from where I had to do it. My sponsor said, you have to do it because you need to do it. And then I started to want to do it. And now I feel blessed that I get to do this. I get to help and serve others. So this is why I need God. God tells me, God directs my thinking and tells me the, 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 the actions to take and I have to follow through. Because without that, my life is really unmanageable, right? The, the, how I ate wasn't insane. Is that I actually think I could live a life without a higher power. That's the insanity. That's the insanity. So for, for, for me today, I come to rely on this higher power. I have to live in the consciousness. So step 11 improves this consciousness, right? This daily prayer and meditation improves this consciousness with this higher power. Um, so now I feel different. Because my thinking is different because I'm really relying on God to direct my thinking. So it's beautiful. Anyone can really do this. Just the willingness to get out of yourself. Set aside everything you think you know. What you want, you know, for an open mind and a new experience with all this. I pass. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Kathy C. And this morning we are reading and sharing um, from page 158, the fifth paragraph that begins, So you see there were three alcoholics. Um, Who else would like to share on that paragraph? Charles H. Charles. Davlin E. Davlin. Melissa C. Melissa C. Cindy from New Hampshire. Cindy. Anybody else? Debbie V. from Virginia. Debbie. Thank you, said V. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Christina L. Christina L. Okay, this is a great lineup. Um, we have Charles H., Davlin E., Melissa C., Cindy, Debbie V., and Christina L. So, Charles, please share with us. Thank you very much. Um, for your service. So, you know, I hear a lot of people slamming religion, and I get that. You know, uh, and my grand sponsor always says the least, the, the, the least uh, underutilized steps is 2 and 10. Can I take you back 99 pages? Uh, you know, so we, we, we do this together because we can't do this alone. Ain't no renegade recovered compulsive overeaters in existence here, right? So, you know, page page 9, we're, we're – uh, you know, Bill thought, Ebby, you know, Bill, one of the three people we're talking about, right? There were three people in the town. It, it, it says, you know, he, he, you know, Bill is talking from his story, but he did no ranting. In a matter of fact way, he told how two men had appeared in court persuading the judge to suspend his commitment. They had, been, they had told of a simple religious idea and a practical program of action. You know, my friend in Boston always say, surrender, surrender, surrender. That, that's all it is. But as soon as we hear the word religion, we got all types of uh, 
things that my, the, the previous speaker just said, if we set aside what we think we know for a new experience plus the practical program of action, you know, we can have a new experience. You know, set aside, set it aside. There ain't no renegade compulsive overeaters up in here. That's why there's almost 400 people or maybe over. I don't even press star zero no more because I'm here because I'm not all there. I need the fellowship, capital F, God with skins on him, right? Because I still have a defective mind at 1201. I turned into a pumpkin. And a vision for you is an overview of how it got started. It's so legendary and it's so up to the time in 2022, right? It says after a year and a half, after this devil may care fellow says he's ready to do business, it took a year and a half to get seven more people. That's how it is today. I don't know about you. If you think you're a super-duper sponsor, that you have the power to, to convict people, we don't. We don't have that power. So it, 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 I'm so grateful to be here. The simple religious ideas, ladies and gentlemen, is, is surrender. Surrender what you think you know for a new experience, right? We, we ain't got it. We, we, we're not all that. I, I think we try to sound too smart on the line and try to, man, we jacking. We're not jacking that. My life, listen, listen, people, it's January. People trying to come in, get out of their resolution mindset, right, and, and, and get help. This is life and death. This ain't about jacking or people texting you saying, what a great cheer, and, and, and people doing special editions uh, within three minutes. Come on, you jacking, man. This is life and death. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Charles H. And Davlin E., you're up, followed by Melissa C. Thank you very much. This is Davlin E., living joyfully and gratefully in recovery from compulsive eating in Canada. Oh, this line grabbed me this morning. Who The part of the sentence, the first sentence who says, who now felt they had to give to others what they had found or be sunk. And I was just laughing at myself yesterday and again this morning, thinking, oh, I started a great fifth step with my sponsor, all is well, I'm flying high, and then poof, I head into my terminal selfishness. It's my plan for the day I get into doing, I leave my higher power behind. And what happens? Another one of those wonderful miracles that happens so often, I get a call from someone who needs what I've been given. And I am taken right back to that higher power, to that need for that higher power all the time, and to do what someone told me so many years ago when I went to a retreat, to get my head out of my ass. Life is not just about me. And so, yes, I definitely have to give to others or I'm sunk. And I am so grateful for this program and this meeting. And with that, I will pass. Thank you very much. Thank you, Davlin E. And Melissa C., you're up, followed by Cindy. Hi, good morning. Thank you, thank you so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. And, you know, when I, when I read this paragraph this morning, I don't know why, but I was really thinking about this young man's um, parents and how crushing and heartbreaking it is for the people around us you know, especially I think about my parents that they really tried their best, 
you know, to teach me all sorts of principles and and loving boundaries and guidance and and I rejected it. You know, I rejected it and they consistently listen, I'm blessed. They consistently kept offering me help. My parents spent thousands of dollars throwing money at this problem that I had. And probably just like this guy's parents, they probably thought, I don't think she wants to stop. You know, I gave no indication that I was interested in stopping. And and then I think about, you know, my experience with this disease, how it convinced me at times that I didn't want to stop. And I think that's one of the cruelest parts about being a compulsive overeater or an addict is that the things that we want, you know, um, I could not act in agreement with what I wanted. I couldn't act in agreement with the principles that I was. And, and this disease convinced me at times, you don't even care. You don't even care. Just eat. Who cares anyway? And yet, you know, there's miracles, right? He found out about it from his parents who found out from an acquaintance. And so we never know. What what that informs me today is I cannot be shy about the solution. People ask me occasionally, you have maintained a weight loss, a significant weight loss for a really long time. What do you eat? If I start telling them what I eat, I'm being shy about what it is that saved me. And yes, like Charles says, I will not be shy about God. It is God. God is what saved me brought me to OA, and OA brought me to God. And thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. And Cindy from New Hampshire, if you'll give me the first initial of your last name, you're up, followed by Debbie V. Cindy, yes. Thank you, Cindy. Uh, Good morning. Vision for you, and thank you, everybody, for your service. And I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to get on this phone call and get the right, correct call-in number. Uh, my experience with this step is is to be a power of example for many decades, but first and foremost is to bring someone to the meetings, you know, and let the power show what people are doing today in their lives and how their lives have changed. The testimonial is, yes, I don't eat. For 23 years, I didn't eat, but I was still out of my mind, and I had to do this process. And like my sponsor and her grand sponsor, we put their hands in God's hands and there's a revolutionary change. I'm only the gatekeeper to bring the people to God and to be there for them through their process and not to water down the process and to keep their food clean. And you know what? Many of us, when we're coming through the doors, especially at this time of the year, we've done the Gloria Stevens. We've gone to the Diet Doctors. We've done all the magazines. We've all tried the, the shakes and the protein drinks. And we know that even though we might get a thin body, <laughs> it doesn't change us spiritually. And that's the spiritual psychic change that we need from this process. And I keep on coming back. And I know today that if I don't work with my sponsees and be accountable to my sponsors and do my writing, you know, this disease will take me out any way it can, you know, emotionally, physically, or spiritually. And um, I cannot let up on my disciplines. And I am so grateful for this daily call. It's my daily intervenus. Some people resort to caffeine, which is not a problem, but 
I used to commute every day to Massachusetts, and um, it could be a 45-minute to over an hour's drive. But believe me, this phone call gave me my sanity to go in and face the world every day and not pick up my vice, you know, and to turn to God, you know, and just keep on asking God for help and stay surrendered and keep my wings clipped because I'm never going to be recovered. This recovery program gives me a chance at a life I never knew. And when you share this with your sponsees, when you have people in their writing and they're sitting at their dining room table and you see them see the light when they do their turnarounds, you know, that's God. That's not Cindy. That's God doing for them what they couldn't do for themselves, just like it was done for me. But I'm at the receiving end of it to see how powerful, how God is now working through another person that was broken because of the sickness. And, you know, I'm so grateful for the recovery. And my responsibility is to keep on passing it forward. Thank you for your service. Have a great day. Thank you, Cindy S. And Debbie V., you're up, followed by Christina L. Thank you so much. Thank you, dear fellows, and thank you for service on this meeting. I can't do it without you. The image I had on Debbie V., very gracefully recovering, and one day we'll say recovered in Virginia. I'm working on that um, with higher power. So three alcoholics, the sixth paragraph, the trinity, the unity, the three. There's something about three in, uh, in many different uh, elks or many different um, spiritual uh, followings. And then I thought it was very interesting, too, that um, so after several failures, are there really failures? Or um, are they opportunities to whatever it is that my higher power is directing me to, to or towards the energy? And here is the fourth. To me, I see three. I see the, I see the fourth one. I see now... Um, in the first three chapters, we're, we're introduced to the fellowship. And now, my eyes, I see the fellowship, the weaving of the fellowship. And I, I think back to the book when it's the shipwreck scene. And uh, to me, this is the lifeboat. It's one of the lifeboats. And many, many will be launched through our unity. And I also see the symbolism that the bed that was occupied by the last the last of the three is now open to this younger person. So how our, our uh, program is passed in, into the future uh, through the traditions, uh, the, uh, through the, the young ones who come in and carry this program on and on and on. And so in this bed, and he's willing. So that's the ingredient has to be there. Am I willing to be willing? So he agrees to go into the hospital. That is imperative. I have to choose. I have to choose and I need to be surrendered. I see the beginning of the traditions here. Uh, the fir our first tradition is based on unity, seeing the similarities uh, and not the differences. And can I put my prejudices aside? And can I see the messenger? Can I hear the message? So principles before personalities. Thank you so much. This is an exciting uh, fabric my eyes as we read together uh, every morning and when I work with my sponsor. Thanks so much. 
Thank you, Debbie V. And Christina L., you're up. Good morning. This is Christina L. from Florida, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Thanks for your service. Thanks for everybody who's who shared. It's been really powerful for me, and I can relate to a lot of things that people have said, too, um, in my own experiences. For me, I came, um, it's funny, because, uh, you know, I can relate to so many different things in this paragraph, and it's like, what do I even want to say? I don't know. And um, the first thing that I know that came up for me was that, you know, once I once I recovered and once I had found this amazing solution and that, you know, how to do a 10-step, because that was something before that early sponsors didn't really um, pass on. I, I think it was just a lack of understanding of how to do it and, and stuff like that. But um, it's, uh, you know, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to share this message with someone else and to help others. And even today, when I'm burning all day long, either working or whatever, you know, I can't, there's a flower. Christina L., we lost you. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. That somehow you're breaking up terribly. I'm not sure why. Let me come off my blues. You still there, Christina? Can you? Yeah, still we can. We can't really hear you very well. Maybe dial back in, and we can pick you up in a minute. Um, we still have time for two or three more shares. Um, we have reading on page 158, the fifth paragraph. So you see there were three alcoholics in town. Is there anyone else who'd like to share this morning? Penny C. Joy. Devara S. Linda D. Okay, wait. Penny C. Joy. I think I heard Devora S. And I can't remember. There was one more. I'm not sure we can make it. Okay. Um, I have Penny C., Joy, and Deborah S. Penny C., please go ahead. Hey, thank you so much. I'm Penny C. I'm a recovered, not cured, compulsive overeater from the Boston area. Reading this paragraph, I see that, like the parents, I was deeply religious, deeply, deeply religious. I followed all the rules I, of, of my very, very strict religion. But like the son, I, I suffered from horribly from binges and overeating and my whole my whole life um sometimes losing weight by starvation sometimes gaining weight very quickly by eating night and day literally night and day and so coming to OA knowing nothing about OA except that it was one more way I could try to 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 see what how I could lose weight and keep it off and coming there and finding out at my first meeting that all the religiosity that I possessed, and that was that was a whole lot, was not going to be the solution. The solution was spiritual. And I had to learn the difference between religion and spirituality. So that today I'm both. I'm religious, but
but mostly I'm spiritual. I have a spiritual connection through the steps to a higher power who has rescued me, literally rescued me from the pit the pit of of overeating that led to self-pity, demoralization. Oh my gosh. Don't ever want to don't ever want to go back there, please God. And so what do I have to do? I have to keep doing what I'm doing. Calling into this meeting and listening to other compulsive overeaters who have found the solution, working with others, taking calls, and and mostly doing step step ten, eleven, and twelve, and in improving my conscious contact with God every single day. I, that's it tells me I need to do that, and uh, I'm just so grateful, grateful to hear all the shares this morning and to be part of this wonderful fellowship in this in this even more wonderful meeting and I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Penny C. And Joy, you're up. Um if you'll give me the first initial of your last name, followed by Devorah F. Joy, press star one, we can't hear you. Okay, Deborah S., are you available? Hi, this is Joy. Oh, there you are, Joy. Okay. Hi, I'm Joy C. I'm from um, Las Vegas. Um, This is my first time sharing. But the um, line that jumped out to me was, he consented, however, to go to the hospital. And how I feel is that I've been on this call um, for a while. And um, sorry, um, I am consenting um, by coming each day because you offer so much more hope than I've ever heard before. In OA, I put down my trigger foods, but what keeps happening is I keep finding more and more. And so it's, it's very hard. Um, and, um, but with me, with your shares that I hear on this line, um, and that I see that it's true that many of you um, have recovered. I believe it's um, it's available to me if I keep working and I keep doing what someone on this line has um, is telling me to do. And I just want to thank you for the hope that you share. It means so much. And I hope to one day be able to give back just like you. Thanks. Thank you, Joy C. from Las Vegas. And Devorah S., you're up. Hey, thank you so much. And everyone on this line that makes this meeting possible, thank you for being here. My name is Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And, um, you know, the, the line that struck me most is, um, his parents could not make out whether he wanted to stop drinking or not. Um, you know, his parents wanted it so badly for him, and I know that feeling very much because my parents wanted it for me very badly also to 
to lose weight, to be thin, and just to be rid of this whole problem. And, um, and that's, you know, it's a natural thing as parents. You know, I'm a parent as well. I want my kids to have certain things that maybe they don't want, but I think that might be good for them. And um, so what this teaches me here, and then he consented. It said, you know, he really, you know, he suffered horribly from his disgrees, but it seems as if nothing could be done for him. And he consented, however, to go to the hospital. So who knows if he really wanted to go, or he was just pleasing them and just get me off my, you know, leave me alone already, and I'll check in, I'll do what you want me to do. But who knows if he was really, really surrendered. And, and the truth of the matter is I Googled him, this fourth person, and he really wasn't. He was like... You know, he had some time, he got out, he got sober, and then he went back in. He really was in and out, and, and he, he, was, he had a hard time, um, you know, putting his whole, surrendering his whole being himself to his, this program. And what this tells me is that the, the, these two men, our, you know, Dr. Bob and Bill W., they didn't give up. They just knew that it was helping them, and they just had to plow forward and find another person and then and 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 give off and and give over what they had to someone else and if it clicked great if it didn't click they weren't going to stop there they're going to keep going forward and that's what we have to do it's just this teaches me that i need i hear myself when i'm talking to other people it's yes i'm sharing my experience strength and hope but i'm hearing myself over again tell my process and what i've been through and what i was like and what I became and what I'm doing today. Um, and that's the purpose of this, that we have to keep our memory green and remember um, to share our experience, strength, and hope because it's so easy for me to forget. And that's why I have to always keep close to this program and keep close to God and wake up in the morning with the surrender and with my prayers and meditation and get onto this meeting and, and live in 10, 11, and 12. And I can't let myself forget um, because I can get very cocky and I could say, oh, what do I need? Or just this one time, it won't hurt me. And, you know, the stories of this book remind me. Um, so really grateful for another day, another opportunity to work this program, to work this gift that I have, and to share with my sponsees. Um, and that is the greatest gift of all, to keep passing it on, passing it on, and um, because that's, that's what keeps our fellowship strong. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah. And I thought I would circle back, down, back around to Christina L. You know, we have about a minute left. Thank we have you, one Christina minute left. L. Oh, are you there, Christina? I'm here, yeah. Can you hear me better? Okay, you Yes, I can hear you better. You got a minute. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, Christina L. from Florida, take two. Um, I don't even know where to pick up from. I know that where I was at was that, uh, you know, I just, I can't do this program without being of service to other people. Um, when I relapsed last year, that was, that was where, you know, things went wrong was I stopped doing my 10, 11, and 12, and I started to just spiritually die. And the other thing that really struck me was the devil may care young chap who didn't want anything to do with religion, and for a long time that was me. 
Um, you know, I was raised up in a religion and wanted nothing to do with God. And in fact, the first time I came to the program, you know, I heard, put down the sugar and the flour, probably, and turn your your care over to a higher power, to God. And I was like, no, thank you. Um, and then I left until it took me probably about 16, 17 years to be convinced that I needed this solution. And by that point, I had a relationship with God. And when I came into program, I came in with my religion. And um, one of the things that has happened this week was that I was supposed to have um, an appointment Sorry, with my... No worries. <laughs> um, spiritual director, but I am learning that I have to set aside what I think I know and just trust that God loves me, whether or not I do the things that I think that I'm supposed to be doing with my religion. That I thank you, Christina L. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Um, the share ID for today, Wednesday, January the 12th, 2022, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 18,395. That's 18395. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Devorah S., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Here I am. Here we go. Yes, here I am. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.